English, nice and slow. Okay. The camera is rolling. We're on camera. We are. I didn't fix my hair. <laughs> I don't imagine that you spend much time on your hair. I don't. Yeah. I dry it. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just perfect. Picture perfect. Yeah, you do have very nice hair. Well, thank you. Yeah. I get it from my mother. Oh, really? Yeah. When she's sleeping, I cut some off. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that hair, mother. <laughs> yes, I get, I have quite thick hair from my mother. You mean from your mother's side of the family? Correct. I see. You know what's weird, though? What? My brother has curly hair right he's the only one in the whole family yeah hmm so well genetics work very strangely sometimes mysterious ways yeah for example my older brother has red hair yeah where did that come from there are some people in my family like my grandfather okay who had red hair right and it just it pops up like every other generation yeah sometimes these traits can skip a generation or two yeah genetic traits yeah. curly hair red hair mhm mm um muscles Maybe. I don't know. Body types. Body types. Yeah. yeah. Eye color. Sometimes you see like two short parents mm -hmm. and then a really tall kid. Kind know. of like in my family. Really? Yeah. Both my parents were not tall. Right. Uh, but my older brother's 185 centimeters, about six foot one. Okay. I'm about six feet. 182. So you're both taller than your parents. Oh, yes. And my little brother is like around 180, 181. So we're all around six feet tall. And my dad's only about five foot seven or five foot eight. I've told you boys before. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because perhaps a lot of it has to do with your diet when you're growing up. Yeah, I guess with each successive generation, uh, diets improve. Well, they change. They change. But yeah. medical science improves, you know, cereals, breads, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it has to do with eating dairy okay. and meat. Right. Because that was something I found out. 
My dad lived on an island until he was around 10 years old. Really? Yeah. And he very rarely was able to eat meat or uh, dairy. Which island? Uh, Vancouver Island. Yeah, but isn't that's not like an isolated island. Well, it was the 1940s. Oh, shit, I suppose. So he had to get a ferry to the mainland. And they didn't have supermarkets stocked with meat. Right. So the only time he would eat meat was when his dad or his dad's friends went hunting and shot a deer. Okay. Yeah. Wow, they were living like pioneers. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then... Around 10 years old, he moved to the mainland. Wow. But perhaps by that time, his growth had already been slowed. Stunted. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he was a little island boy. <laughs> he came to a city of giants. <laughs> <laughs> he was just this little <laughs> island boy. Yeah. Well, I, one thing I was very shocked about was... I was having dinner with him at my Japanese friend's house here in Sendai. Okay. And my friend's family served sea cucumber. Mm. Yeah. It's nasty. I think it's called namako in right. Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very squishy and slimy. It's a sea cucumber. <laughs> yeah. What do you expect? <laughs> yeah. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> So I was like, oh, no way. No. But my dad was like, oh, I used to go swimming and catch these and eat them for dinner. <laughs> Your dad When grew he up was a child. Like a, wow, like a, somebody who's stranded on a desert island. Kind of. Was he making fire? <laughs> I don't. Fire. <laughs> no, he. Cave paintings. <laughs> He wasn't a caveman. <laughs> right. But, but yeah, and I was very shocked to find out that he used to not only eat sea cucumbers, but go and catch them for, by himself. Yeah. So his family would have some protein at dinner. Really living off the land. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a bridge to Vancouver Island? No, no. No. It's too far. It's about one hour by ferry. Oh, really? It's yes. that far. A perfect example of oh. diet affecting how tall people grow. Yes. Is here in Japan. Yes. If Jap you look at the older generations, they're quite short. Yeah. But uh, the younger generations here in Japan seem to be getting taller and taller. It's definitely true. I was talking about this yesterday with my wife. Her nephew is size 29 shoe. 29 centimeters. Yeah. Right, that's the Japanese shoe size. About a 12 US. A tw size 12, yeah, that's big. That's big for Japan. Difficult to find shoes. Mm -hmm. I know, because I'm a 31. Yeah, you have huge feet. Yeah, like a, that's why I can swim so well. You're like a duck. I am. Well, I'm Just more quack, like quacking uh, around with your big floppy feet. I think I'm more like a cool dolphin <laughs> man. 
Dolphins don't have feet. <laughs> yeah, but they kind of like they have a tail. Okay, oh, sure. Yeah. You're a dolphin man. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Living under the sea. Oh, under the sea. The life for me. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, there are many examples of how diet changes body type sure. throughout history. Sure. Another one is the tallest country in the world. Ah. Do you know what the tallest country in the world is? I know it's either African or Northern European. <laughs> You're I, right. Yeah. Northern European, uh, Holland. Right, yeah. Yes. Weird. The Dutch people. I suppose when you have to maintain all of those windmills, you need some natural height. <laughs> to reach the windmill? <laughs> Whoa, yeah. she goes. Whoa. Well, they have a very, very dairy-heavy diet. Wow, so dairy makes you tall. Apparently. Okay. Animal protein. There you go. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing about Holland was just... About 200 years ago, mm -hmm. it was the shortest European country. Wow, they shot up. Yeah. Weird. And I guess after dairy became a main staple of their diet, sure. they just got taller and taller. It sounded like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was like growing. Like Mario when he eats a magic mushroom. Let's -a go. <laughs> <laughs> well, tall, short, you know what? Doesn't matter. If you're listening to this podcast, you are a champion. <laughs> you win the game of life. Well said, Thank Ben. You. Well said. Thank you. Yeah. Do you try to feed your kids certain foods to you know, hopefully make them grow taller. Maximize muscle. Yeah, well, or, yeah, grow taller and stronger. It's a balance. We try and give them a balance of everything. It's interesting the different likes and dislikes they have. They're both good eaters compared to a lot of young children. But Rui didn't really like rice. Oh, yeah. strange. Yeah, strange. He's half Japanese, but right. doesn't like rice. Loves natto, miso soup, no oh. rice. Yeah. We had to mix his rice into the miso soup so he'd eat it. Ah. Yeah. Or like, put that. I think it's called okayu. Is that what you call or, it? Or uh, okayu is like a, a soup with, yeah, rice oh, okay. in it. Or yeah. we put the furigake something flavoring the salt yeah, the yeah. furikake they make like ampanma ones oh, okay and then he feels like he's eating ampanman yeah and he is motivated to eat it tricks his young simple mind uh. and senna loves rice but doesn't like noodles oh yeah any noodles spaghetti's okay Oh, so that nice spaghetti. Ah. No problem. Mm. Hey, the same. He eat the spaghetti. <laughs> we give him some udon uh -huh. and he says, Hey, mama, this is not a spaghetti. <laughs> Where am I a spaghetti? <laughs> How many times I gotta tell you, mama? <laughs> but they eat well dairy, meat, vegetables, fruit, everything. So even though you're a vegetarian, you have no. 
problem or anything feeding your kids meat. I would never force my opinions onto another person, least of all my children. Okay. Hmm. You have these very strong convictions. Right. Like very strong things for yourself sure. that you feel strongly about. Yes. But you don't feel the need to push your convictions onto other people. No. Whereas I find most people who have very strong feelings and convictions, mm -hmm. they almost always try to convince everyone else to feel the same. Yeah, I find, you know, well, firstly, that's really annoying, isn't it? When people do that. Yeah, like the kind of Christian religious people who constantly come to your house and say, Hey, come to join my church. Yeah. Have you heard about Jesus? Yeah. Mm. Which is fine once, but if they come again and again, it's like, please leave me alone. Yeah. Everybody is a unique flower in the garden of life. And I'm not going to go pissing on that flower bed uh, with my own opinions. You're just going to... Water your own flower. And yes. Grow <laughs> towards the sky. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my job as a parent is to give them the power of critical thought. Critical thinking. Yeah. To think for yourself. Think for yourself. Question everything. Mm -hmm. And then make your own decisions. I see. It's quite simple. Hmm. That's all. Okay. All right, Ben, do we have some listener questions? Of course we do. They know we've got the answers. And they know anything is okay. Here we go. If you've got a question. If you've got a question. Let's go. If you've got a question. So, All right. Today's question comes from Ms. K. K. Mysterious anonymous K. Yes, Catherine, Katie. Who knows? Who knows? It's a mystery. A mystery. She asks College, university. In Japan, she says, Japanese students in high school study very hard. Hit the books every day. No time for play. In high school. In high school. Working hard to get into that desired college or university. But when they reach college, it's party time. Party time at college. Party time at college. Okay. I believe the hard studying happens even before high school in Japan. Right. Starts early. In junior high school, you study hard to get to a certain high school. And from there, it helps you get to a certain university. Right. So, so it, it intensifies to the end of high school. But once you get that 
university placement, you're good. Right. So for many people, the end of high school is perhaps the peak of their hard studies. Right. And then in university, it tends to be a little more relaxed is what Kay is saying. That's what she's saying. It's all downhill from there. You mean the amount of study? Amount of study. Smooth sailing. Okay, yes. Yeah. And this is something that I've heard and I've experienced to an extent. Well, you were a student in Japan? Yes. Yeah. In a post-secondary institution. Yeah. Which means after high school, post-secondary. Yes. Semongako, business school. Right, a technical college. Big business. Of course. Oh, I studied business. It all makes sense now. <laughs> <laughs> and I worked very hard in my part-time jobs. Sure. And I didn't have much time to study. Yeah. And you were studying Japanese. In Japanese. Oh, you were studying business in Japanese. Yes. Right. Okay. Yes. So it was very challenging for me. It must have been. Yeah. All the textbooks were in Japanese and my classmates were Japanese. Were you the only foreigner in the class? I was the only visible foreigner in the whole college. So there were some other Asian students. There were some Korean and maybe a few Chinese, but yeah. not many. And I was the only guy who you'd look and say, hey, there's a foreigner. That curly-haired white motherfucker. Yeah. What's he doing here? Right. Yeah. That was a unique experience for you. Yeah, and I was going through a lot of difficult things personally. Right. Uh, you know, because my mother passed away around that time. I was going back and forth to Canada. It's a lot to deal with. It was a lot to deal with. Mm. And I was working so many jobs to pay the school fee. Right. But just as you're saying, mm. basically, they just kind of let me pass. Well. Like it was that. very easy to graduate. Right. They kind of pushed you through. Yes. Yeah, sure. Yes. You felt like you couldn't fail. No, because if I didn't go, mm. then I would probably fail. I just had to make sure I went and I tried and I did the tests and okay. I got over 50% or something like. Yeah. Attendance is key. Well, okay. See, I don't know anything about Japanese college life. Um, I always assumed uh, they study just as hard as they did in high school, if not harder. But as Ms. K and yourself are educating me about it, uh, I guess a lot of Japanese students see it as a more relaxed party time. Anyway, a question. We have a little visitor down here. Yes, we have a guest today. A pod guest. He's going to teach us all about education, aren't right. you? Nima? Yes, we'll just keep him here. Lovely snow dog. Nima, would you like to uh, add I'll anything just hold him here. Yeah. to this conversation? <laughs> Nima is... Uh, People watching the video can see Ben's beautiful dog now. Well, Nima graduated in 2000... When was it? 2018, I think. From, from the Dog University? Yeah, Snow Dog Academy. Snow Dog Academy. <laughs> With honors. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
but he studied very hard. So tell us about college overseas. Well, I can well, only speak from my experience in Australia. Um, I went to university for three years and I had not a fun experience. I lived far from the campus, right? So I couldn't party after class with uh, my classmates. Right. I didn't live there. So there are a lot of people who lived on campus yeah. in the dormitories. Right. But you lived in an apartment off campus. They were having these awesome sex parties and stuff. Sex parties. And I was like, bye, guys, I got to go. And I'd go and have my own sex parties in my house <laughs> that okay. I'd drive home. Well, let's, let's forget about the sex parties and ah. talk about the studying. Yeah. I mean, the parties was usually just me anyway. <laughs> yeah. right. uh, the studying, I did the bare minimum. I did the assignments I needed to do. I tried to get them in on time. Um, I did fairly well. Um, I could write a good assignment. And I realized I didn't have to attend the lectures. Yeah, because they don't keep track of who is coming. They don't know. It's a huge room with 100 people. 100 people. Yeah. And if little Ben's not there... They don't care. They don't care. They only care about your test scores and right. your papers that you write. Yeah. Um, and plus... When I was in university, it was the very start of uploading lectures uh, onto the internet. Okay. So they'd upload these transcripts so I could read the lecture, which I never did. But anyway. But see, so even if you don't go, you can still read everything the professor said. Right. Yeah. That's right. So I only had to go to some classes. So it was a great, fun three years of my life, but it didn't have much to do with university. I was just enjoying my time with friends. and So it was easy. Really easy. Yeah. Okay. I think Canadian university is more difficult. <laughs> Maybe it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I say really easy. It was, of course, like there were stressful times, okay, but hey, I graduated. Uh, oh. Nima's got long nails on Abe's wooden space bar floor. Yes. Clickety-clackety-clack. Clickety-clackety. <laughs> so, I mean, to answer Ms. Kay's question, um, no, university was not an intense, difficult study time for me in Australia. But you're really smart. I don't think so. I think you're, it's easier for you than a lot of, a, a lot of people. I had a natural ability to write well. Mm -hmm. So even if I didn't really understand the material, I could still make the assignment yes. sound really nice. You're a natural born bullshitter. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I could bullshit my way through a lot. Yeah. Yeah, which was lucky for me. Uh, what I know about uh, North American University is uh, it's harder than high school. Right. Yeah. Now, one thing, though, is Kay says that about Japan, but it depends on what you're doing. Sure. So if you were trying to become a doctor, I'm sure you have to have very hard studying oh, God, throughout yeah. medical school. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, or other professions like that. Sure. Engineering and whatnot. Mm -hmm. 
yeah. I did a simple bachelor's course with media studies. It was not so intense. Yes. Yeah. So in the case of a simple bachelor's course, like a f- normal four-year degree, uh, for example, my wife, right. like she didn't really study very hard at all okay. in university. Right. And because of that, she didn't really use her university education right after university it was kind of kind of a waste yeah in a way because it was expensive yeah uh, sometimes i thought mine was too because i didn't know what to do after high school everyone just was going to uni so i thought i guess i'll go to uni too i'll bullshit my way yeah through university bullshit my way through that yeah. <laughs> it got me to japan it got me some professional jobs in australia so I think it helped on my resume, but really, um, I could probably have done without it. I see. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, it's time to wrap it up, Ben. Put it in the box. Yes. Oh, did you notice my cool new hat? I did. I like it. It's a trucker hat. Yes. Yeah. It's a we are rolling hat. <laughs> I designed it myself. Well, it is spectacular. And I've been wearing it for about 10 days. Wow, even when you sleep. Take it off some. You wear it in the shower. (laughs) 10 days straight. No, I mean, every day. I I see. See, I'm not that smart. Anyway, come to 55freebird.com. See you there. They will be on sale. I have many colors. Oh, Yes. Pink? Yes. Oh, you got pink. Yes, I do. And they come from the Freebird Ebuchi factory in Europe. Oh, really? Yes. My cousin is a fashion designer. He helps me with all my... Is that right? Yeah. His name's Ebuchi. Uh, Okay. I'll take your word for it. Well, (laughs) shout out Ebuchi. 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 It's like Gucci, but it's Ebuchi. Ebuchi. Okay. I got you. <laughs> yes, yes. Come to 55freebird.com for online lessons, goods, and more. Yeah. Send us a message on Instagram. Instagram, yes. Come on, guys. Ben needs friends on Instagram. I'm so lonely. He's very lonely. My, til- my pillow is wet with tears of loneliness <laughs> every night. Uh, yes, mm. yeah. And uh, Ben's music is all on SoundCloud. His name on SoundCloud is UTH. Enjoy. Dance like nobody's watching. <laughs> <laughs>